Um, so Chris, um, over to you. I will <laughs> you to share your slides whenever you give me the instruction to do so. Over to All you. All right. Thank you very much, sir. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Yeah, welcome to today's meeting. It's it's nice to be able to. It's a privilege to be able to facilitate this meeting. All right, so let's pray before we start. I might not be able to share my video because I don't know how good the network might be. And I hope we can hear me, please. If at any point we can't hear me, you should let me know. All right, okay, so let's pray. Father, we thank you for your grace upon our lives. Thank you for how far you've been with us. Thank you for helping us thus far. Father, I say all glory be unto your name. And we pray even in this meeting tonight, we ask that you help us to see and to behold wondrous things from your law. We ask that you grant us understanding of your word and how to apply them to our various lives. Thank you because you've answered our prayer. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Amen. All right. Um, so I can share this slide. Thank you from the first page. Just give me a minute. Um, I remember that. Okay, yeah. There's one particular slide I was not showing, so I had to redownload okay. and reopen. Yeah, it's working fine now. All right. Thank you, sir. Okay, so um, from last week's meeting, I actually really enjoyed it and it gave me like um, another perspective kind of to view our topic. Yes, the topic we're considering for today is um, how can I live by faith? And um, last week we were having a discussion on what does faith mean in your native language? I'm not sure I can remember what other languages, but I knew everything was like tying up to the same thing. But for the Yoruba one, specifically, we're talking of Igbabo, like, and um, Mama Anu, Sister Anu, yeah, she, she uh, talked about, from our perspective, Igbabo, like um, hearing and accepting yes you hear and you accept what you've heard and that made me remember something uh, i think there's this thing we yorubas do when you want to <laughs> you want to like stop someone from disturbing you or something say oh motibo, motibo, you know they don't say the miyoba out loud but yeah. <laughs> i remember that did that to you sometimes one time i was disturbing him for i can't remember exactly what but when i kept pestering him he was like motibo, motibo, only for the day to come and he was like i only said i heard i never said <laughs> i agreed or something and since then i know you can't use that scope with me again so yes um Igbabo, like hearing and um, believing you know from the book um um pastor shared one and the 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 author that wrote um several books that we've been discussing the topics i didn't read through but i was able to glance through some points and he was talking about okay how can we live by faith he mentioned there was a part he mentioned abraham i'm trying to use abraham now as an example mm -hmm. um hearing and accepting and acting alongside you know when um we hear the story of abraham especially when god told him to to go and sacrifice his only son isaac and 
we see in the Bible, the way the Bible writes it, um, he woke up early in the morning and he was on his way. And it seemed as though he was so excited to you know, obey God. And to, and the writer was trying to say, well, it might not exactly be that way. And he was trying to unpack like the several emotions that might have come alongside with that. Like saying, um, most likely Abraham couldn't even sleep at all throughout the night. He had thinking about it and all and all. And early in the morning, he just had to stand up at some point, <laughs> knowing that he had to do what he had to do. So um, back to what we're saying. Um, you know, for us as believers, now the hearing part is not the major problem. Now I'm not talking about the specifics. Yes, there's the specific part where each of us hear God for ourselves, personal direction and all, but hearing generally as believers we have god's word that speaks to us so but the thing is we we hear most times but we do not come to agree or accept what it is we've heard just like the way some people do you know i've heard you but i don't necessarily agree with you or i don't accept what you've said and um you know it's because we've reasoned it out we've rationalized it we've thought of it alongside with logic and all and it makes it we don't necessarily say it out that i don't accept but in our actions in our thoughts in what we've done what we do rather it shows that we actually don't really accept what we've heard we just hear and we know but in, i remember in me myself uh one picture I don't know if anybody has seen it. This picture that um, there was this this American parents were like, our children don't go to church on Sundays, and <laughs> there was this picture of this guy like stretching his hand towards don't love slippers. Like Nigerian parents would say, this is don't love slippers. You flog them and they'll go to church. And they were using the same guy. Like uh, believers would say, I wish God can speak to me. And the guy was stretching his hand to this Bible. Like the Bible is here. So yeah. that's. That's actually one way God speaks to us yeah, or has been speaking to us for ages. God has been speaking to us through his word. It's now up to us to accept and act out what God has said. So now we'll go straight to our first slide, sir. Okay. So um, from, from there, um, what is faith? What is faith? Now, uh, I know the general um, explanation we all know, Hebrews 11, 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But going with the flow from last week, I don't want us to just um, see faith generically like that. So I would want us to um, explain or like one or two persons, what faith is to you personally. I'll start with me. So while I'm talking, we can get prepared so uh what is faith personally for me practically i um, i've thought about it and i would say for me faith is um allowing god and what do i mean by allowing god it brings to mind another story all right so i'm this person that i i like knowing the next thing to do like not just one instruction i, I feel i prefer to know like two, three steps ahead. So, okay, as we're going, then we'll keep knowing. Not just one instruction and I'm stranded, something like that. And I remember the story of Abraham, you know, just because of this topic, I had to really rethink about some things. Uh, when God told Abraham to leave his country to a place, <laughs> it would show him. 
And I was thinking, friends, if it was you in that situation, would you actually leave? Not like I would say no outrightly, obviously not, but I would more like want to contemplate, okay, where are we going? Not, you know, just for us to be safe, you know, to be on a safer side at home. Okay. I remember when I got to pre-degree, yes, when I got to pre-degree, um, prior to that time, my dad has been the one taking me everywhere I want to go to. Pre-degree also, he took me there. So there was this break we had that we were supposed to come home. And I remember I was, I think I was planning to call my dad to come pick me up or something. My roommates there were, <laughs> were like, how will we call your dad to come and pick you up? You're a big girl already now. Nah? What do you mean? this? They shall convince me. Me too, feeling like a big girl. I called daddy now. Nah. Okay, oh, daddy, don't worry. I'll come on myself now. <laughs> By the way, before this time, I don't think I've traveled on my own. Okay, so I won't say too much story. So I shall convince daddy, shall. That was like, I was like, okay, there was someone, one of my roommates stays in Lagos. I stay in Mowi. It's along the same path. So I was like, I have a roommate staying in Lagos. So we'll come together. He's like, okay, no problem. Long story short, though, with all the monitoring and all, because I kept calling on the journey and all, but <laughs> at the end of the day, I still missed my bus stop. I actually dropped like five bus stops away from Mowi with the monitoring and all. And since then, dad actually had to come back to pick me from, because I didn't even know where I was. He actually had to come back, pick me. And before I end the end of that story, it took a while. And since then, anytime I'm going to go out on my own or travel or anything, daddy will draw a map. I like, I mean, <laughs> a map, like we'll sit down the night before we travel or I travel or we'll sit down, we'll draw the map like to show me the vivid description of where I'm going so that I kind of have this I don't want to call it phobia but just I want to know because not knowing is kind of scary like what if I get lost like what is a lot of what is so I was just thinking in line with the Abraham story if God had told me praise okay go to somewhere I will show you like somewhere that I don't know yet at least even tell me give me direction okay you go not for like two kilometers then you go south and you know things like that so for me that's why i said for me um faith is um allowing god like allowing him do what it is he wants to do through you so i want to open the floor to any other person that wants to define faith for us practically personally mm, that was a beautiful analogy Right? Can I say something? Yeah, And thank you, Sister Praise. Uh, While you are speaking, a lot of things are just coming to my head from the moment you started speaking, and uh, it was on how to live by faith. But when we talk about faith, I thought about the Igbo interpretation of faith, like you said, Ibaba for Yoruba one. You know, Mm -hmm. I thought about it, and I saw that faith in God, which I believe that's what we are talking about. Faith in God, it's having total submission to the uh, to God, mm. total submission because, uh, like you said, if if uh, if a word comes to me like uh, Pastor Lass says, go to KFC and get a box of chicken. Okay. For me to have faith in Pastor, that means that. Probably Pastor have told me before to go do the same thing and I've done that. Maybe he has told me to go to a place and do something and it, 
I did it and they had, it was it was worth it. Yeah. That's why I've uh, I was able to uh, I was able to I to believe Pastor Allah. But check what faith is if you do not. Um, so faith is basically believing somebody, believing the word of God. If we talk about faith in God, or if I'm having faith in the chair I'm sitting on, I'm having belief that this chair has been built to carry my weight. Uh -huh. So that is that belief, that total belief. So I think it has to do, for me personally, it has to do with belief system. I'm believing something, I'm believing God for something that is having faith in God because I know that he probably has done something before or there's a reason why I'm believing him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, sir. Okay, any other person else to share with us? Just one more person before we move on. Um, so add up with what Dr. Kinsley said. Thank you, um, Sister Praise. So um, also faith, is um yeah said it all but then i want to use the example of god himself <laughs> for unbelievers um it's faith that is not making them to actually come to that point to believe that he exists because if if they are able to to believe and then enjoy what comes after it even the bold step the, the, the boldness of taking that first step to believe that he, he is, he exists, he was, he is to come. Yeah. That bold step is very important. And it's because we have taken that bold step, that's why we are able to enjoy further, to even understand, to say we want to have faith in his word, the things he has you know, said that he's going to do or he is. <clears throat> So, but taking that first bold step is very important. And I pray that uh, every unbeliever outside there, every veil of darkness will be removed for them to take that bold step of faith to believe that God exists. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I think there's a chat, okay. Is that um, from Shay Famuywa? Okay, I know him, that's why I say Shay. Adewale Famuywa, he says, However, I would say faith is equivalent to believing. If we look at the scenario that played out in John 20, between Thomas and Jesus, Jesus said faith is believing even without seeing him. Like it has been said earlier, faith transcends beyond logic. Thank you very much, everyone that's contributed. Okay, so we'll move on quickly. Faith, no, so I still the first slide back. <laughs> okay, so faith and uh, logical reasoning. Okay, so at this point, I might not say much. I just want us to talk. What is, we say logical reasoning, faith is believing God. And we've, I'm sure even those that have not spoken have thought about it, about what faith means to them um, personally. So I'm just, just, what is, does faith mean we have to discard logic? Does it mean we do not? have to reason out things or we do not have to think about things and just we just do them because we have faith or can we relate them together or are they totally different is there anybody else here for that can i go first sorry yeah go on Henry. go on sir okay um i was gonna say this in the last question but i think it's still applicable to this for me, I think faith is a spirit. 
Um, so if it's logic or if it's like faith, I think they're basically the same thing because um, some things might be normal to me, but I remember like one of the lessons one talked about morals and exodus, uh, like that. So some things that might just be like what you would normally do on a normal day, like your normal thoughts might be like, that's your face. Because yeah, I know for like Abraham, he trusted God and he moved to a different place. But what about someone like Rahab? In that he was 11, Bible talked about Rahab by faith. She was being saved by, because she saved the, the spies. So it wasn't like, I don't think she did something because she believed in God and like that, but it was out of her good conscience in, in, in some quotes that she made an act. Even the, I think it was able to offer sacrifices. So some things might just be like out of their good conscience, like, I mean, good conscience in quotes. Yeah, what they felt like was good to do at a particular time. So I think sometimes faith might just be, uh, it might sometimes be your um, logic reason as well. Because what you think might be like normal thing to you to do, like example, if I wake up after like study or something like that, it's not like you believe in God or something like that. It's not like yeah, you believe God, but not like in the sense of that. I don't know how to I don't know how to explain this, but um, yeah, but just like what you would normally do in a normal day. So, but I think it's still work when that spirit of faith is there, then you can think towards the direction. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Do we have any other person that says something for move on? Okay. Can I say something? Yes, you can, please. All right. So I'll say that, like the question says, does having faith mean we discard logic? I wouldn't say exactly that we need to discard logic, so to say, because logic talks about our reasoning, our sense of, um, our sense of rationality, like one plus one is equals to two. And I believe if we didn't need it, then God shouldn't have given it to us. So the fact that God gave it to us means that it has a use. But in the use of logic, there is a dividing line. There is a point where um, you can't, um, there is, yes, that's the, like, there's a dividing line. There's a place in our work with God or in our journey in life that logic will not be able to explain certain things. So at that point, because because how do you explain um, Elisha telling the king that by tomorrow in a famine they are going to be selling this this particular product at this price and this particular product at this price? Logically, it's, it's it, at that point it had defied logic. So I think the drawing the the dividing line will be. When God gives a word or when God shows us a destination, even though we cannot um, in our mind calculate how to get there, trusting on every step-by-step instruction that he gives, even though we are not comfortable with it, like Faith said, like uh, you like to see the whole picture. Being able to just, even able to just follow that, step-by-step instruction, like morning-by-morning instruction that comes, in spite of us not being able to explain it all by logic or by reasoning. So that's, that's, so I would say that, that's what I can say about it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, sir, for that beautiful contribution. Okay, so um, from, you know, from the book um, I was talking about, the one by Arsis Pro. Where I was talking about how can I live by faith? He was trying to make a point where I think he was talking of logic and rationality and so on. And he tried to explain that 
even Paul, when he was explaining faith and all, it's beyond, it's not blind faith and it's not believing for no reason. If we look through the letters of Paul, Paul wasn't just telling the Gentiles or whoever it is he was preaching to that they have to believe, they have to believe. And there wasn't an explanation. There was something to believe. There was the reason for believing. There was something like it was, you know, like Hebrews defined it, substance. It's something tangible. So it's not just being illogical or just discarding reasoning and we're not thinking or we're not doing anything. And I think it's more about, you know, we said faith is hearing and accepting or doing what it is you've heard. It's more about who said what you've heard and have accepted. And if that who is God, then when we're talking of reasoning and logic, like um, very so said, then we can go to rest since he created logic and reasoning. And if what he's saying is looking like it's contradicting logic, then we shouldn't necessarily have anything to fear or be scared about. So that's about that. Um, we'll move to the next slide. Thank you, sir. Uh, Sorry, faith... Can I ask you a question, please? Okay, okay, go on, please. Yeah. So um, having a medical... Um... You know, when you talk about logic, you know, there are people that believe in, in medicine and people don't believe in medicine and believe in faith. Is that part of logic, you know? Okay, so that's a question for us, <laughs> not <laughs> me. <laughs> no, I'm just asking, is that part of logic? Because uh, yeah, that's, that's a classic example, for instance, where we we'll talk of the intersection between faith and logic in that sense um, where some would say they take faith to be so extraordinary and exclusively spiritual to the point where they just defy and deny common sense on the one hand or logic in the sense of logic comes from logia logos the word and who is the word actually at the basic unit of logic you find god himself and so even when logic becomes illogical, it's rooted in the one who made logic, if that makes sense. Uh, and so when we talk of any kind of knowledge, including medical knowledge, it only exists because someone made it exist, and that's God. And so faith doesn't deny that fact. Um, and so healing would come, could come through exclusively someone praying and getting healed, laying on of hands and all of that, which all look illogical. But healing can as well come from you taking the prescription that had come from a knowledge that God had provided and getting healed, healed rather. And so it's holding that, that balance. But I like how Damilari puts it, that there is a limit in a sense to logic, whereby logic won't take you beyond. And so to me, faith is both hand, is both logical and beyond logic. Uh, and it doesn't have to, the way I've always reasoned it or articulated it is to say faith does not deny the fact. And sometimes faith transcends the reality of whatever you call the fact to lay hold or grasp or become anchored on something beyond what is factual, beyond what you can see, beyond what you can reason out, namely to what God has said, which sometimes just sounds, I don't want to say preposterous, but yeah. So that's how I, 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 I would think about it. 
Yeah, thank you, sir. I, it made me remember, I actually forgot, I wanted to mention this from a pastor's book, Pandemic Joy, where he was explaining, I think there was a statement I picked from there. It said, God-fearing faith is neither brush nor full addy and does not tempt God. Yeah, so faith doesn't mean we now go about doing irrational things that that normally you should know that you shouldn't do this. Like pastor said, it's both logical and beyond logic. So we'll go to the next, yeah, faith and all works. You know, when I first um, came across both passages as like um, bringing them together, talking about faith and works, I'm talking of Romans and James, the ones I liked on the slide. I was, I don't want to say surprise, but I don't know, because both writers actually used the same passage. I think they both quoted Genesis, I can't remember the exact chapter, where they said, um, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him for righteousness. That's and good. both writers um, used that verse to validate their points. Where um, In Romans, Paul was talking of, um, how Abraham was justified by faith and not works. This, I'm trying to explain the verses so that we can discuss. Um, Paul was trying to explain that Abraham was justified by faith and not works. And James also used that same verse to explain that Abraham was actually justified by his works and not just by faith. So I want us to just bring it into a, I don't know the word to use, but to like bring it together faith is it faith and works is it faith or works so the, the floor is open <laughs> i'm willing to learn as much as so i actually wish i could actually see this one out but <laughs> so let's I, talk please i would also like to comment that i'm really learning and i'm enjoying this this conversation so yeah that's not in romance or james but that's just <laughs> Thank you, sir. Okay, so faith and or faith or works. Who wants to go? Or do you want me to read out the passages? I can read it out. I've opened it. Thank okay. you, sister. Thank you, sister. Praise. Well done, Ma. Okay, um, looking at the scripture you posted, Romans chapter four. I'll be reading in um, Passion's translation. I'll start from verse four. Romans 4 verse 4. It yeah. says that when people walk, they, they hand wages. It can't be considered a free gift because they hand it. Mm -hmm. But no one hands God's righteousness. It can only be transferred when they, when they no longer rely on their own works, but believe in the one who powerfully declares the ungodly to be righteous in his eyes. It is faith that transfers God's righteousness into account. I don't know if um, Pastor could um, try to explain these verses, sir. I thought you were going to explain it. I, thought <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't have all the explanation. But I mean, the the vivid one that jumped at me from reading both passages. I have New King James here, which sounds very close to the old KJV. Is the fact that the works the diff to understand both passages is to understand what both of them are referring to as works. And so what Romans, what Paul was referring to as works to the Romans in this passage is what you do to earn, namely your salvation, what you use to earn the grace of God. But what James is referring to as works 
is actually what you do because you have been you have received grace you've received salvation in which case one of them is saying you can't earn it you can't earn the grace of god you can't work for it and another is saying you can't receive the grace of god and not work otherwise it won't be grace because it's supposed to energize you and empower you to do something and so for you to truly say you have received the grace of god i need to be able to see the works you're doing with it but in that case, you are working because you have been engraced. In this other case in Romans, you are working so that you can be engraced. And Paul is saying that just doesn't work. Even though both of them would go on to use Abraham as an example to say, yeah, he did something and it was counted to God to him for righteousness. Paul is saying what he did was that he believed God. James is saying, actually, we know that he believed God because he then went on to do something. He received and heard, just like we're talking of Igbagbo, he received what he heard, contemplated, fought, whatever drama went on between when God spoke and when he acted. The point is he actually did act. And so James is pointing to that to say, see, he said he had faith. God, God counted it unto him for righteousness. But what was that faith? He expressed it by actually going to the extent of almost killing his son and sacrificing him. So both of them are looking at the same issue, but from different angles, one before and one after. That's how it makes sense to me anyways, or as the Spirit laid it on my heart. Yeah, very true. I agree. I'm just saying that, not like I'm just saying that, but it just came to mind. And, you know, in James 2, um, 18, James was saying, but someone would say, I'm reading NIV, but someone would say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and i will show you my faith by my deeds you know because what pastor was saying it's by the action we could actually see that abraham actually believed god by what he did thank you very much sir for shedding light on that okay so we'll go to our next slide yes does faith come in sizes <laughs> when how this um topic came to mind in the month of june we were I think we discussed in Sunday school in church, my church here, um, we discussed faith, faith, and I was seeing so many um, descriptions of faith, little faith, you say, oh, you have little faith, I've not seen such great faith, if you have faith as small as it must start yeah. seed and whole. So it just, I just thought of it, does faith come in sizes? Do we have, and you know, there was even a part, was in Ephesians, where um, Paul was talking of the measure of faith. Um, and the part I was talking, if you want to prophesy, prophesy according to the measure of faith, you have something like that. So is there like a measurement for, for faith or is there a way I can measure my faith to know, okay, I'm on this level. And faith, is it once it grows, like, you know, as a human grows now, once you grow in size, you can't reduce, like a two-year-old can't be, 10 year old today and come back to three years. Is that how faith grows? Or is it like a back and forth thing? Or is it a continuous progress thing? So does faith come in sizes? Can we measure faith? If yes, how can we measure faith? Sorry. I was going to say that I don't think it comes in science. I just think our faith is conditioned by circumstances. So it's a situation that kind of conditions 
whether it's a big faith or a great faith. I'll say, for, for example, say, say, if you if you commit your career to God's hand, and maybe study a certain thing about your career, and you're choosing to believe that things like so when you come across things like um your friends telling you about their career progression and how they've worked in this international law firm and things your faith won't be bothered because you you know the path you're on you know you know what he has said to you about where you are so in that point i won't say if it's great faith or big faith so it's just I, I think when it came to the measurement is that how it was it was the expression that was given to the faith not the action itself so the people that had faith had what they had. They didn't know whether it was big or small. They just believed. But it was someone else saying their belief that was able to give it a condition to say, ah, this is a big faith, but this is a little faith. I don't know if that makes sense. True. Thank you, my like this situation, this circumstance. Thank you. Do we have any other person who wants to say something else or to buttress point? <laughs> Thank you, Pastor, for calling people's name because I don't think I'm <laughs> I'm confident. Pastor, I agree with I agree with Sister. That's what I thought about. I, like I I can't I can't think about any distinction. So I agree. There's no difference. Like there's no little faith. There's no great faith. It's just the people that get to um. It's Abby. Yeah. Don't let me say too much. <laughs> that's just the that's the what that's what I think. I think faith is what it is. It's um it's believing. You're believing. Either you're believing little or great. I don't think there's any, it's either you believe or you don't believe. If you believe a little, then I think you don't still believe. So I don't think you can be in that. You're, you're the one justifying it yourself. I think it's you justifying it yourself. Say, ah, hey, I believe just a little. And, but you would not experience the fullness of it if you believe just a little. I, I don't know how to explain. I'm sorry, but I'm trying to think about it. But I'll just go with the fact that um, I'll go with it's not having a distinction. Like, I think faith is faith. It's either you believe or you don't, I'll go. Thanks, Lee. Um, can I say something? Yeah. So, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, great. Um, for some reason, I think faith, I could be wrong anyway, but for some reason, I think faith is a constant. You know, when, when you have, a, when, we're, when we're doing chemistry or whatever, um, or you're doing basic mathematics, you have that um, something is equal to, k times j or something and k is a constant so that means that k is always a constant so if you want uh, five pounds five thousand pounds and you're believing god for five thousand pounds and then you said if you can have a faith as small as a mustard seed so if you have that little faith and god gives you five pounds so for you to get five thousand pounds it's still that little faith but the problem is not that the result so that somebody has believed in God for an aircraft and someone believing God for 
a, 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 a five pound, they probably need the same fate. The only thing is just the person that is believing God for an aircraft. If you don't, if you if you have not worked with God enough to trust Him, remember I said faith is trusting God for what He's telling you to do. If you've not worked with Him enough to trust Him, when He tells you that I'm going to give you an aircraft, the result is going to diminish your faith uh, because the aircraft is a big result. You're going to see yourself like, oh, am I actually going to be able to? and get this aircraft i don't think god is going to do it and there's somebody that it already works with god will be like if god has said it he will do it okay. and the person is like god will give us that aircraft this it doesn't look at the environment he just believes god totally and you you are looking at the environment so this is the same faith but the fact is that your doubt is not taking over your faith and when doubt comes in god is out of it so he wants you to have that total faith and there's something that God has really taught me, my little work with him is that once there is an explanation to it, God does not like it. So if you tell him, God, I want, I want you to give me 5,000 pounds. He wants you to, could you imagine the people of Jericho, Israel, running around Jericho the first time, the second time, a human being perspective of it is that there should be crack on the wall for you to be encouraged to be walking around. Do you know that at the sixth round, the wall of Jericho was still as it was until they now ran the seventh lap. And then what happened? The thing broke down into pieces. So your faith is a constant. Is a, is, is, there's no little or great faith, but it's the same faith. But like the thing is that you're doubting is now reducing. So the first time you're working with God, you have a lot of doubt. But with some, so like, I gave an example, Pastor. Let's say I should go to KFC. Initially, I'll have a, a, a doubt. I'll be like, ah, you have Joshua and Dami. Then why would be sending me to KFC? Where would they have the money to do that? And when I get there and they're like, oh, yeah, Pastor, that's fine. Just take whatever you want. And then the second time, take whatever you want. If Pastor, that tells me the third time, will I have doubt? No, I will not have doubt. I'll have complete faith and go there. Sure, when I'm entering there, I'll just take chips and eat even before getting to the before because i'll tell them um, please can you add that chips to pastor last bill i just took chips when i came in that is total faith but when i go there and they're like ah pastor are you sure he's going and they start shaking by the time they see he sends me again to that place i'll be having doubts ah what if i get there now and then he doesn't have enough money but when i know the person that is sending me is able to do all things it gives me that confidence and i go there so my faith needs to be the same thing <laughs> Pastor, I welcome to Nigeria. It now gives you that confidence of what, of where you are going to. And in case you don't know, Pastor, I still there. It's just uh, you know what's happening, sir. Um, Thank sister, you. Please, before you, before you help to, you know, you just put everything and everything will just, you know, start together. But then before you had up, I, as Dr. Kingsley was talking, I just thought about it that. To use example of when Peter walked on water and the remaining disciples, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, the disciples, they, they, they felt, okay, it's, it's possible, but them not taking the action or them not even thinking about it that, okay, they said it's, they, they might think it's possible or it's not possible to do it. But Peter felt it was possible he believed it was possible for him to walk on water 
through the, the through the person that gave the command, which is Jesus. And he took that bold step of action. When I looked down, I saw Romans 3, 3, and it says that, for what if some did not believe? Shall their own belief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. So it's either you believe or you actually don't believe. So, and I was thinking about it. I just, I also want Sister Anu and Sister Praise, everybody to correct me or put everything together finally, like beautifully. I'm thinking about the part of the works as well. Now that we're saying, now that we're saying, okay, if you, if I'll buy if I believe, like the disciples, if they had believed, and it was only Peter that actually took the action, can we call that faith as well? Like for the disciples that didn't take the action to decide to walk on the water, can we call that faith? Because they didn't actually take the action. So I'm just trying to like throw you back to the, the, the previous question we had and just to see the balance in it because I'm trying to think about it and I'm not getting the balance. Um, does um, Anu want to go first? Yeah, Mama Anu comes um, in, okay. please. I'd like to add that I think faith comes in sizes. I believe that we are all at different faces in our level of growth spiritually. So I there was this class I attended in my church that it taught us uh, about faith. They mentioned the uh, little faith, weak faith, and strong faith. And I think as a growing Christian, there are there are things that I am able to I am able to believe God for, and there are things that uh, I don't think my faith could could um could get it yet. Okay, for example, now let's um let me use maybe um Bishop Oyedepo for example. I think he has gotten to a level whereby, like, in terms of um, his spiritual maturity, experiences, and growth, and there are things he can believe God for. Compared to me, that is just growing, and I don't know. But I just, I just feel that faith comes in sizes. I don't think it is constant. Like, I don't think so. I feel that um, it also depends on our level of work and relationship with God. Maybe the, the level we've gotten to in God. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for your contribution. I can see Sister Citizens and Mama. Who wants to go first? Anna has been holding her hand since, so maybe she can go. <laughs> no, don't worry. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I just wanted to uh, um, add to what Kingsley was saying. I totally agree with the constancy of it all. Sorry for my bad English. Well, um, I feel like, okay, the same thing as sin. People believe lying is small sin. Stealing or killing. Ah, that one is massive sin. If you, do you understand? And then love, for example, um, from Luke chapter seven, about the lady that they were saying, um, Jesus was saying, she's forgiven a lot because she loves she loved much and then the other people they are forgiving little because they love little so it's like love has grade too like in the way if you look at it you want to think oh faith has grade love has grade sin has grade but in my mind i feel like it's the same thing sin is sin love is love faith is faith and as tiny that's why i think that 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 line that um passage you quoted really um makes sense like if your faith is as tiny as a mustard seed. Fine, I think in different expressions, like we've all mentioned in one way or the other, faith can look massive and whatnot, 
you know, somebody else might be able to take some actions that somebody else, somebody else's faith is not there yet. So I understand that, that perspective, but I think it's the same. I think it's one thing. I think faith is just what it is, faith. So the, the, I believe that I can move mountain literally, you know, exactly. The act, someone said the act is different. Or, let me read that. Yeah, so I, don't, I believe, I agree what, I, I think it's just, it's just, I don't think there are sizes or anything. I don't think they manifest in, in, in ways that might seem big or tiny or whatnot. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Um, is it Dr. Henry now? Yes. Dr. Kingsley. Dr. Kingsley first, then Dr. Henry. Okay, Dr. Kingsley. And yes, I thought Sister Anu's hand was open, so I was thinking I was on that. Sister Anu but, wants to, you know, wrap it up for us. Oh, she's wrapping it up for us. And what I want to say is because of the lady that, is it, is it the, the auntie that talked about Bishop Oye Network? Um, I used to think that way, and Titi has actually portrayed the point, so I won't, I'll just not say so much, but what I want to think is not like I'm the supervisor or something, or I'm, I know the right or the wrong, but one thing I know is that we are co-heads to the kingdom of God. Right. Jesus is our elder brother, and whatever Jesus had access to, we have access to it, yes. and all these things is all about knowledge, and if we have that knowledge, that they have this, that the same thing, that Bible said that you have been made us, we've been made kings and priests. Because we've been made kings and priests, there's something that Tita do, Titi does. When you hear Titi talk about Jesus, you think he's, he's only had Jesus. Do you understand what I mean? And if you are not careful, you'll be like, <laughs> you'll be like, ah, it's just Titi's Jesus and all that. But we all have the same answer. So it's just like a father a father coming and then i'm like like everybody knows dr henry is my brother but imagine me telling dr henry um ah do you want to go and talk to my father that daddy said this to you know i have the same access to daddy it's just that maybe dr henry is now utilizing the assets i just feel like i don't want to come close to my daddy and he's utilizing the assets but we have the same access and the currency we use in heaven is faith so I feel like faith is constant, but the reason why some people are using it more than we are is because of their level of work with God. They have practiced it and they have, just like I use the example of KFC, you know, somebody else can, Pastor Ola can tell somebody else to go to KFC and then the person will begin to be like, ah, do you think Pastor Ola has the capacity to? Kingsley, don't let people start thinking, I mean, uh, I mean, <laughs> <but> now. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have shares in case. <laughs> so the, the thing that you are asking that same question and everything. So I think that's little about it. It's the same concept, but it's not people. Some people you are engaging more with theirs while other people. I think that's the word engaging. How how do you engage your level of faith, even as a Christian? Um, the last thing I want to say now and then I'll meet is that the day my church said I should lead them in prayers, I was scared. I was like, ah. My pastor, my pastor's wife, everybody. I was like, look at these elders. Uh, uh, these elders that know how to pray for one hour, and me, just small me, will come and be leading. But God just told me, just allow me to use you. And then if that was what happened. Allow me to use you. So sometimes, imagine Bishop Oyedepo was sitting down, and then he, they pick you up and tell you come and preach where the Bishop Oyedepo is. You'll be shivering. You're like, ah, what kind of revelation do you want to speak? 
But when you just allow yourself, you see that God is for the electricity will flow through you and then he will speak through you. So I think faith is constant. That's all this English I'm speaking. It's to say it's constant, but just a level of um, using it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Um, Dr. Henry. Yeah, Dr. Henry. I thought I mixed up. Okay. Um, I would go back to my first comment. I still think faith is a spirit, but, which is constant. But I think the only thing that varies might be your knowledge. Um, but again, if you look at examples from, from Romans and from James as well, about Abraham, now, most of the things that we know about God is what we've read from the Bible and maybe it's one or two other experiences. But now imagine back then in Abraham's time, there was no Bible as if. So how did they know about God? If they've not, they don't have any history to read about God. So it was, I think it was a deposit in them that connect them back to God. Like even in that Hebrews 11, at the end of it, he said that those guys, they believe, they believe God for something which some of them never received and they died with, it, with that same uh, um, hope or yeah. So I still think faith is a spirit, but the level that you would utilize it is based on your knowledge and your experience. Now, example like Peter, when Peter was going to work on the water, the normal things that we know by science and by everything is that if you go on the water, you will drown. That's what, like what we know, uh, that's a basic fact. But faith is so, I mean, in the place of faith, you kind of like look, you have a different fact to you. For example, like, how would I believe God that if, I, if I'm sick, I can pray and I'll get healed? Normally, it doesn't make sense, but in the, with the spirit of faith, you can actually like, that becomes your new knowledge. Because why I would think I would die of COVID is because science and media have said that this guy has got COVID and he died from it, or this guy has got this died from it. But if you've got a different knowledge, that knowledge becomes your own fact in, in some sense. So for me, I think what varies is the amount of knowledge that you have and the experience that you have as well. Because example, like someone like David, when David was going to fight, fight Goliath, I think for him, his own fact wasn't because of say past experience of like Gideon and um Joshua and Moses that fought war and they won but he had an experience an encounter with God in the in the bush where he was fending for his fathership. So in that sense it became normal to him that actually I can actually like face this guy and actually win him. But it wasn't just because of knowledge that he knew that the God of Israel sitting down somewhere. Yeah so for me I think it's more of like the knowledge that we have Romans 70 something I think says that faith coming by hearing and hearing the word of God. So if our knowledge database increases, it's more um, likely that we we'll believe God for bigger things and for better things, yeah. Thank you very much, sir. So Mama Anu, over to you, your contribution. Mama Anu. <laughs> Mama I agree to you. I'm, I'm trying to, Mama Anu, yeah. I'm trying to find my mouse, sorry, hold on. My cursor is missing, but I will use my the space bar to do it. Um, okay, uh, my initial and I am raising of hand is actually to say to say something to what it is But I'll quickly I'll quickly just address some things that I heard. Basically, to summarize, we all said the same thing. We all said that the basis of our Christianity is believing in God. But the situation determines the belief for time. So, I'm, I'm, I'm in a good oh. <clears throat> I can't find my mouse. Oh. Sorry, just want me down to me to get you. Oh, I can't. Oh, and Chuku, can you please mute yourself? Thank you, sir. 
So basically, on a point was said something about our diet exercises, which is relatively true because in the Bible we hear about weak faith and strong faith. And if you think about it, she mentioned Oyedepo. As much as Oyedepo would have a strong faith, I think there's some situation in his life that he would be weak in. Say, for example, I knew that his wife was sick when I was still attending winners then. Guys, please. It was a time when his wife was sick, and he said it on the cupid that that was the first time he actually didn't know what to pray about on how to pray. Like, he literally saw his wife wasting up on the bed. She became thinner and thinner and thinner, and he prayed. He said, there's no prayer as in prayer. There's no mountain he hasn't gone to. That it, it even took him to go and meet other men of God to pray. So at that point, his faith wasn't bigger or greater. It's just our human nature. There are some situations we come to, like Dr. Henry said, it's knowledge. There are some situations that happens to us that you just think, you just struggle up because you believe more than that. Or someone telling you that, oh, if you're not careful, you're going to be, you're going to be a gay person or something that you think you, that, that you just don't think will be possible. And that is the level of your belief. But there are some situations where your child is sick. Your child is struggling to breathe. There was a time Damikwe was struggling to breathe. With all my knowledge of God, with how much I commune with him, I was scared. That doesn't mean that I didn't believe that God would heal him. But at that point, the, the, the situation conditioned my faith, my belief in God, because I couldn't see the result at the time. Then to go to them, just to mention something, I don't know if you guys know about Arsis Prowl. Do we know about Arsis Prowl? Yes, it's the one that did this short topic. Yeah, it's like a, a, a big, a mega, like if Arsis Prowl, if you preach about something, yeah, you will understand, no matter how theologically complex it is. The man preached for like years, but two years to his death, he was so sick. He was he was very sick. And someone interviewed him and asked him that if he was going to pray, that what would be his prayer? And there was one thing he said. He said that he shouldn't die. He should not be afraid of death. So these are great men of God with great faith, as we knew them to be. Great faith in their marriages, great faith in their careers, great faith when and praying for people, interceding for people, but a situation took him that he acknowledges humanity. I never, I don't want to be afraid to die. And when I heard that, it humbled me to know that faith is not on a scale of balance. Like Kingsley mentioned something that when doubt sets in, then it means that God, God goes away. But I think in our doubt, that's when it draws us closer. It's only if your doubt pushes you away from God, that's when you, don't, you can't find him. But in our doubt, that's when we find him. Imagine doubting Thomas. If I were to be Jesus, I would have said, oh, I beg, I'm not even worrying about this. So I'm going to make other people that believe me. But he took, Jesus took that situation to actually explain things to him. For Rahab, Rahab didn't just have a great faith. She was a prostitute, a proper super class, first class prostitute. The only thing she did was believe, believe in the God of Israel. She didn't even believe in the Torah. She didn't believe in the commandments. She wasn't following anything. She believed in the God of Israel. And that is where, basically, sorry, sorry, prison, I'm preaching. Sorry. That is where, like, that is where we are coming to, like, to say, we believe. And this belief, sometimes situation will come and it will shake it. It would shake it 
and then to tie back to what Casey said about KFC, when I heard that analogy, it was very beautiful. But I, I linked it to what, what you now said. So if you, if you had gone to KFC and Color didn't have a good account there, then the next time you won't be able to come. But the thing is, to be honest, the God we serve doesn't give us results for the faith we hold every time. It will tell you, it will tell you, oh, you graduate, you have this, you have that, and you wouldn't have it. Does that mean we won't go keep going to the KFC? We will. Even if we know that he said something, we meet, we meet something different in reality. We still go. And, and the reason we go now is not because of the results we get from them. It's not because we get the fries and the chicken. It is because we know of who he is from past experiences. I'm talking to people. Yes. So basically, sorry, I'll, I'll tie up, I'll, I'll round up now. So it's it's not about the yeses you get from him. Sometimes it will be a hard no, a very heartbreaking no. A no that people would question who you are for. But in that no is the yes. All of us, like Ife and no Joseph Kingsley, Olua Dem Larry Praise, Titi Damola Henry, Onofemipo, Kolatu, Unwanchuku, we're all living in no's right now. We're not where we want to be. We've prayed the prayer, we've, we've spoken the tongues, but it hasn't come through because it has a greater plan. So the result does not condition our faith. We still believe, but then we say, uh -uh, when is it going to happen? And it's just when it's going to happen, that's when the faith becomes sizable, according to an for when it becomes either weak, small, or great. I hope that helps. Oh, and to tie up to Kingsley, because I was going to say, sorry, sorry, my question to originally to Kingsley was, I've actually answered it to say that, what if Collard didn't have a good account with KFC? But because you trusted him, because you know, because you trusted, because you trust his person, you still go stone face, bold face, and say, "Ah, I beg, I will die here if you don't give me the KFC chicken." Like, is have you considered that perspective too? Sorry, Carl, I know you should not use KFC. No, no, but what what I mean, what I mean by uh, Pastor, sorry, I can't call him Carla, but what I mean by Pastor Lars, uh, uh, KFC sorry, is that if I go to Pastor La, if I pass, if I go to KFC on Pastor Lars' account and it doesn't work out, yes, next time I'm going, there's gonna be unbelief. That's what I'm trying to point out. I'll have a bit of unbelief. Now, when I ask God for something, yeah, and and I feel like God didn't do it. Yes. When next I'm going to do? When I'm going to ask God for another thing? The be the belief system is going to be different there's going to be okay and for instance i ask god I, i'm doing a phd that I never that i never 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 for one day hazard for mm. i went to do my master's um thesis and then uh, defense and the questions was do you want to do a phd blah blah blah, blah. and we started negotiating yeah i told them that i didn't want to do you know my dad wanted to sponsor my phd i was like that is too expensive i can't allow you to pay and then I just applied for a scholarship that is meant for European Europeans, and I was given the scholarship. So I was running away from PhD. PhD was coming to me. Now I believed. I was like, okay, God, I believe you for this thing. I did it for me. Now the next thing I believed God for, there is a confidence that comes with it because He has done the last one. Yeah, but if if He has the first one did not work, it's going to affect. It's not doesn't make God not to be God. 
the only thing that it happens is that it's going to affect your belief. So that's Pastor Kola's uh, card that didn't work the first time. When I'm going the next time, I'm going to be like, how shall I that this card will not work? Ah, let me find a plan B. Do you understand what I mean? You, let me find the plan B. Yes, the fact that it didn't work, wouldn't that give you, wouldn't that now make you go back to Kola to have a discussion with him? Isn't it? So you go to Kola and ask him, how come you send me to something that wouldn't work? Isn't it? Yeah, I get, uh, yes, I understand the perspective you're coming from, but where I'm also coming from is that when I'm coming to, to Pastor Kola to ask him for something, I am going to have a bit of doubt in me. The first time I didn't have a doubt because I trusted him 100%. Now, when I'm coming the second time to ask him for something else, I'm going to have a bit of doubt in me, like, ah, you see this thing, is it going to work? That doubt will be there. But now the, my ability to shame that, because the doubt is the devil reminding you that uh, he failed the first time. Mind you, Pastor Kala is a human being. So if you are going to look at it as God now, you are coming to God. The devil is uh, telling you that God promised you before it didn't work. Then, because let me tell you the mindset I go with. The mindset I go with is that, that I, the Revelation chapter 12, they love not their life unto death. We need to come to a point where we can be like Dan, uh, uh, Meshach and Abednego. When we say, you see this Christian race, I'm going to love God with all my life. I'm going to throw, so be sold out to him that even at death, I'm not saying it's that easy. I'm just saying that that is what we should be working towards. And when, when we talk about working towards that, one of the things it helps us is that when the, the check did not work out the first time, when that unbelief comes, you shun the unbelief. You shun it because the truth is that if we are being honest with ourselves, faith is very good. But we see ourselves having unbelief. You see yourself, you are trying to take in, you are trying to conceive, and then you are, the baby is not coming. And you still have need to have faith. You are serving God with all your life. How can you manage that faith? How can you continue to keep that faith even with all those things? Do you understand what I mean? So it has to do with what our belief system. You keep believing him knowing that even if it doesn't work, and there was something I want to say, someone said it, that even that there's something like in Revelation, if you look at the ending part of Revelation, that the fearful, that you are afraid is even a sin. You know, you see, Statiti talked about small sin and big sin, that you are afraid is even a sin. When I saw that, you know, I was, I, was, I was like, wow. So you need to even have, because the opposite of fear is faith. So you need to have that faith. So no matter what, we need to have that faith and know that the one we serve is more than ever. He's the owner of the universe. And when we understand that, we just need to work on our own belief and make sure that we build the faith and then the, the build or destroy the unbelief. I don't know if I've scattered the brain or if I've tried to mend it, but I know that Pastor Allah can bring everything together. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Don't let Pastor conclude yet. <laughs> Do you have a question? I just want to ask Kingsley a question. Yes, so, okay, it's not a question. It's just a comment on, on what both okay. of you have been going at. Yes, yeah, so the comments... Should I go on? Okay. Go on, Yes, go on, please. Uh, the comment is... Both of you to an extent are right, but I, I, I'm probably edging more towards Kingsley because the reason why we have that much faith in God in the first place is because he's too faithful to fail us. We know this. Mm. We've heard it. People that we trust mm. have told us this. We won't trust in mm. a God that has not shown us one single evidence. 
we, yeah. we, do you understand? Even though blessed are we that believe without seeing, but we've heard, we've heard the stories. So that, that, that strengthens our faith even more. That, that solidifies the situation. So if, maybe the first time, I, maybe if I recommend, oh, um, Kingsley, no, 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 no. Take Pastor last word for it. Even if he fails a million times, that million and one, he will come through. Do you understand? And Kingsley trusts me. Kingsley's like, oh, okay, you know what? Titi, the then time I'm tired. Dude, you can't be tired. Go for it. It's Pastor Lasse. Do you understand? So other people's faith, even sometimes we're taking your own resolve. But if uh-uh, you go 20 times, you understand, you keep going. Yeah, you know? So um, I don't feel like you need you need to see those results he, first of all god is infinitely different he, first he made me and we believe that because he said it there's some people there's a man i was talking to that was telling me how do i believe all these things that people wrote in the bible i said ah, this is a christian christian or papa christian i said ah, oh you're a christian he said eh, but eh, who wrote the bible how do we believe what they said how many years ago was it we sh- turned that one to computer science because i mean I'm a, i studied computer science that why do we believe in chips uh, this computer, this laptop, how did it come to be? I said, I said, computers used to fill a room before. I said, how? I said, they started bringing it down to nano chips and things and, you know, technology changes like how? I said, but you don't you have a TV at home? He said, yes. I said, why do you want the TV? Why do you believe the TV will come on when you press it? He's like, eh, eh. Do you get, it's just, we do, if he doesn't have anybody to say that to him or he doesn't have a place to read it, he has access to this and he doesn't even know. My own is just, if we say we believe in God, we know he's done it. We know you will do it. We believe because we've seen it. Even if it's one time, but like we've never seen evidence. We've never heard anything from anybody and they're just bringing that stone for me to come and worship. Uh-uh. You like believe in your stone, but don't throw that stone at me. Do you understand? So yeah, that evidence is evidence based in some ways. It better through stories told, witnesses of other believers, something, something, anything. It's just like somebody come to me now. Okay, for that faith and conviction that you're saying, a false prophet comes to me, tells me something. It has happened before. And I was like, I was just smiling because you don't want to be disrespectful to elderly people. You know how we Nigerians are. So I was like, <laughs> but in my own heart, I knew that no, absolutely not. Do you understand? So, and that comes from my own information that God has given me through his word, such that you can tell when this spirit is contrary to the spirit of God in you or to what God is saying. And even though sometimes it might feel like, ah, let me go with this person. This other people have told me that person works. Other people have collected miracles from that person. Other people, just that the fact that you're saying that thing to me based on other people, I still check with my own father. I check with the faith inside of me. And that's why the spirit of God is inside of us to be able to know what is supposed to be God's will or not, you know? And what if pastor had even told, for, for example, we keep saying we keep asking things, sorry, I'm going on and on. We keep saying we keep asking things from God and it doesn't come through. We need to tune our, ear, our ears to hear from, from God. If pastor had told Kingsley, you better not go to KFC. Kingsley said, I'm going to KFC. You're going on your own. You will go there one billion times and you will receive the same answer. You understand? And even if you say you're not going to KFC, God will put Kingsley inside a whale's mouth and deliver him like Jonah to KFC's door. Yeah, so like it all varies. Yeah, thank you guys. I have a feeling that with the KFC this night, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> like, I even see Dr. Kingsley is in Hawaii. I'm liking you. He's <laughs> <laughs> in the Caribbean. Okay. All right. Wow. Very beautiful discussion. I picked one or two things from there. So let's, I'll just quickly try to round up so that we'll get more time to contribute because there's still, I think, there's still a discussion slide. So we moved, to, okay, we're on the next slide already. How do we get faith? Romans 10, 17. 
faith comes by hearing. And I don't want to say I added, but it's from the scriptures. And stays by doing, you know, Hebrews 5.14, even size up to what we've been saying um, earlier on um, sizes, faith in sizes. You know, I think Sister Ife was one who said, it's, uh, she thinks it's the actions that are different or the acts. So it's in doing them. Hebrews 5.14 was saying, um, let me see. Okay, so I don't know if it's the same context, but, um, but solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil, that's NIV. I know Paul was talking of milk and solid food and all, but the part of um, constant use, there's a part that constantly doing something plays. I think it's in the point we've also mentioned, doing it over and over would strengthen your faith, will make you um, stronger in faith. Then Matthew um, 7, 24 to 27, that was Jesus talking there, was talking of those who hear his word and do them. I'm sorry, let me see if I can quickly get there. So, but the um the ones who hear my words and do them, they are like the wise um, man that builds his house on a rock. And the and when the wind comes and blows and all, it stands firm. It does not fall because its foundation is on the rock. I'm trying to paraphrase. But everyone who hears this word of mine and does not put them into practice it's like a foolish man who built his house on the stand so the difference there is actually nothing hearing like everyone is hearing the word of god but it's in the part of doing are we actually doing them are we putting them into use are we you know just like when james was saying i'll show you my faith by my deeds it's by the deeds that would show so it's in doing them that we actually establish our faith. It's not just in hearing and hearing and just keep bombarding ourselves with words. But are we actually taking those steps? You know, Stephen was talking of Peter and the other disciples. Peter took the step, even though along line he began to sink at some point. But he actually took the step and it would have built his faith to an extent. So even though Jesus told him, you have little faith, why did you doubt? But he did something to even show that he had little faith in a sense. So faith comes by hearing, yes. We'll keep hearing God's word, the general word of God from the scripture and, and specifics, listening to God's specific um, instructions to us. But more than just um, hearing, also doing to establish that faith. You know, Paul was saying in Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3, I think was talking of, to the church about their faith. Said, um, I thank God because your love for the brethren. Sorry, let me quickly see that. Um, Second Thessalonians 1.3. Okay, I can't find it now, but I think it was saying, um, I thank God because your faith is growing or something. It was talking of their growing faith. So that means he knew what they, or where they were at some point and at, and, at, and another certain point, he knew that, okay, these guys had grown beyond where they were before. So our faith can actually grow. Depends on how much of a constant use we put it into. You know, in our examples, it's just by doing it over and over that we get that assurance and confidence. All right, so let's go to the next slide. Anna. Okay, Mama is in charge now. Okay, the next slide is, how then can I live by faith? Thank you, Mark. So the anchor scriptures, you see, they basically say the same thing. They just shall live by faith. Uh, we we live by faith, not by sight. And I chose this uh, caption I put on that year from um, Pastor Lars, uh, recent Facebook teaching. 
um, choose progress over perfection. And yes, and I choose to use that as a way of us living my faith. And I'm going to go back to how I started the, um, the, the discussion from the beginning, choosing progress over perfection. You know, I was talking about how I would always like to want to see at least, even not, if not the whole picture, but at least knowing to an extent some parts. But okay, looking at um, how I defined faith from the beginning, I said faith is allowing God for me. And I was studying the book of Matthew recently, and I saw the life of Joseph, that's the father of Jesus. And some points there is as though I had not read it before, and it was just wow to me. When um, the angel first appeared to Joseph about Mary, you know, he was planning to put her aside because she was pregnant and all. The angel appeared to Joseph, he heard, he took her. And um, the Bible, and he said, and through this, the prophecy which was given that um, a virgin will give birth to a child, through, because Joseph listened to the angel and took Mary to be his wife, the prophecy that has been given for many years would come to pass that a virgin would give birth to a child. Then after that, when um, Herod was planning to kill Jesus, the baby, and the angel appeared to Joseph to take the mother and the child to Egypt, Joseph heard, Joseph took the child and the mother, they went to Egypt. And because of that, the prophecy that out of Egypt have called my son and this and that, the prophecy was able to come to pass. And after that, um, uh, the next one, when Herod died and um, the angel appeared to Joseph in a dream, take the child and go back to Israel. And, you know, even when Joseph now came back, he found out that Herod's son was reigning instead of Herod. And he was able to take the step of, okay, let's go to Nazareth. And because of that, the prophecy was fulfilled that it would be called in Nazareth. You know, I was looking at the progression of the story and I saw that Joseph actually allowed God through him to be able to bring those prophecies to pass. He could have decided to skip one part. And yes, there's a way God would have, done it that his prophecies would have come to pass it there with whether Joseph agreed or not. But you know, Joseph allowed himself to allow the prophecies of God come to pass uh, over him so uh, over his life. And also looking at the story of Abraham, you know, I saw this in Hebrews chapter 11, um, verse 17 to 18. Let me read it quickly. NIV, by faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Verse 18, even though God had said to him, it is true, Isaac, that your offspring will be reckoned. You know, when I saw this part recently, I was like, okay, God had said to him that it is true, this Isaac, that your generation will be reckoned. This is the child of the promise. And the same God came to him to tell him that go and sacrifice his son. And he was ready, like he was about to sacrifice his son. You know, that's allowing God. Beyond what God had said, it is what God is saying now. And that is faith. You know, there's a way, you know, I was, when I was um, preparing, I was thinking of, we hear God. You know, there's a way we believers have come to, I don't want to say no God. There's a way we've come to kind of box God. We feel like there's almost, we've known almost everything there is. Although we don't say it that way, but it's visible in the way we um, 
the way we relate with God or with things of God. God has said this. Yes, we've heard this in God's word. This is the general word of God. But you know, there are some very specific instructions for us. But because we've rationalized it alongside the scriptures, by the way, because we say, oh, it's in the scriptures. We've seen this. We have to do this. Abraham, God has told him that your son Isaac is the promised child. And Isaac came and God was telling him to sacrifice the same Isaac. And he still, he was about to do it. Like he prepared and he took the child and was about to sacrifice him. So it is more about hearing God for the now, for the present. God is constant. God does not change. That doesn't mean God can say something today and say tomorrow, okay, I'm changing my mind. But it's how, 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 how freely can we just release ourselves? You know, I think there's... Should it be? I think it was in pandemic joy also where Pastor was saying, if our theological knowledge of God cannot um, cannot embody the fact that bad things might still happen to good people while we are still on this side of the earth, then maybe we need to expand our theology. And I think that is it for believers. We might also need to expand our theology about who God is actually or what God's will is. It's beyond just, okay, yes, I know what, maybe I know what God's will for my life is. I know what God's word is, and I, I have heard God speak and all, but are you actually listening to him part-time? Are you actually hearing what he wants you to do now? And that reminds me of um, a testimony I heard of a woman. She, okay, I heard it from someone who was preaching. She said it's a real life story anyways. So there's this woman, she... She's a believer, but she got married. She was married to an unbelieving husband, like believer. So um, the husband had this contract that he really wanted from at his workplace and all. And he told his wife, Is it just me or did good. you okay? Oh, good news. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. I can hear you now, anyways. All right, okay. So do you... there was a break in transmission. Yeah, it's gone off again, Chris. If you can hear us. I thought it was actually my own network, so I wasn't sure. I was one cable one day, I was like, good news. Job and all, and the woman's first response was, "Okay, she'll pray about it." At that point, when the one that was saying this testimony was saying it, I was already thinking, "I'm like, what's she praying about?" You know, at that point, Christians would be like, "Okay, that's just a no-go area. That's that is not possible. Just forget about that job. Maybe God doesn't want you to have that um, job, or that contract is not yours anyways, and we know we we'll comfort ourselves with all these kinds of things." But the woman was like, "Okay, she will pray about it." Then another part of me was like, "Okay." Maybe she wanted to pray that, okay, God would change his mind, God would this and that. But actually she was praying to know what God's friend was about that. And she said she heard that the Holy Spirit told her to go. And even when she told her husband, the husband was surprised because even when the husband was delivering the news to her, he already knew in his heart that his wife wouldn't do such a thing. She was a believer in her. But when she was saying she would go, the other was like, okay. The other one took her to the boss's um, hotel room and all. So the woman, while she was there, you know, at that point, the, the boss was surprised. Uh, you actually really came. You, you, do you know why you are here? She, she, like, she knows uh, she's here and all. 
But what ended the story was actually at the end. You know, at that point, I was thinking, okay, maybe it was at that point, the mom was like, oh, I was just trying to test you and see if you can do anything for your husband and things like that. But that was actually not the point. It was actually really had the mind of sleeping with the wife first before getting the job. But long story short, um, the woman got the bus converted and got the husband converted. I can't remember how the story went, but at the end, they both became Christians. And you know, I was the woman saying that was saying this testimony was like, if she was the world in that situation, <laughs> definitely, you know, that was in a way God's plan. God had written the script. God knows how he could have played that. And it made me remember when Jesus was telling was it his disciples that do not be scared when um, they carry, they take you to the courts and to the presence of the high priest and all, don't bother about what you say. Say in that very hour, um, you'll be filled with what to say or something like that. You know, the woman said, the woman in that testimony was like, she was scared when she was going because she actually didn't know what she was going there to do. Obviously she knew she wasn't going to sleep with the man, obviously, but she had the instruction to go and she went like, that's actually allowing God, like just not spoiling the script in a way, just letting God do what it is that he wants to do. But that comes from actually, if you actually know God's voice, you know, it makes me remember uh, Mama Anu's teaching on becoming a woman of faith. You know, she was talking there, uh, along the lines of knowing God's voice, eating and following him. You know, it all boils us to do, we actually know God's voice. Now, beyond just the general hearing God's word from the scriptures and all, do I personally know when God is speaking to me? When God is speaking to me, I know. So that's um, allowing God, you know, I even remember something else. Also. You know, I, I, when I make plans, I kind of like, I, I will make sure that this plan I'm making will come, like it will get fulfilled. Like when I make plans to maybe go out or, I don't just make plans, okay, I just want to go out. No, I'll have looked at the pros and cons and all. And, uh, there was one time I was planning to attend two programs, <laughs> Saturday and Sunday. In my mind, I was like, I'm going to go because in my house, you have to ask for permission for everything. But I'd already thought of it. And I do allow me to go. It's not like I'm going to a party or something. I was going for a church program and all. Well, at the end, when I just went to inform them, my mind was just, okay, let me inform them. You know, I've even watched the mood, everything. Everything was so perfect in my head. I was just going to tell them, man, okay, what time are you going? What time are you coming back? But I went there and I just like, no. I'm like, ah, no, why? Why won't I go? Like, and I just felt, okay, he was not allowing me. Like, how many times have we also not just allowed God to, you know, just do his thing? Like, there's a lot of beautiful stories, God. God is still writing them anyways, but, you know, by our own, not accepting you know, or not even hearing in some points or not accepting what it is you know we might have just stopped God from doing what it is that he wants to do but he will still do it anyways <laughs> so that's just my um summary of how we can live by faith it's just by choosing progress over perfection we don't have to have this perfect picture in our head or have this perfect scenario painted out let's just follow God step by step and know that we are making the progress, we are making the progress rather, and we'll continue to live by faith. So I'm just going to round of course of time so that we can discuss. And the discussion, I have um, three bullet points here. The gift of faith, 
are there types of faith living by faith? I'm going to just explain what I mean. The gift of faith from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 to 11. Is there a difference between that faith and the faith we are talking of today? You know, um, Dr. Henry has been talking about faith is a spirit. Maybe we'll contribute more <laughs> on this part. So the gift of faith, is there a difference between the gift of faith that Paul was talking of when he was mentioning the gift of the spirit? And this faith, general living, that faith, believing God, is there a difference then? Are there types of faith? I've heard someone say he has faith that, like for provision, like he's, he has had different experiences when he believes God for provision, that he just comes to, like, it, his provisions are met, like, he has that faith, he's sure we born. He wants to have that kind of faith for maybe healing or for preaching that if you should preach, he's sure that, okay, souls will be saved and things like that. Are there types of faith, like, okay, I have faith for provision, but I'm not sure I have faith for healing. Or I know we've discussed something like that under the size of book and also discuss that. Then living by faith, maybe we can just give examples on how to live by faith or any other definition or any other explanation we have and any other thing we have to discuss. So at this point, on this note, I stop my own talking. I've talked a lot today. <laughs> Thank you very much. So the floor is open for everyone of us to share our thoughts. Thank you. Thank you very much, Praise. Uh, that was beautiful and brilliant facilitation. Well done. So the floor is open. Any contributions to those discursive questions? And then we can tie it together. I'm looking at the time um, so that we can wrap it up very soon. Any contributions? Mister? I know you were waving your hand. Oh, is it round of applause? Okay. <sighs> All right. Um, can I say something? Yes, sir. You sound pregnant. <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. So, uh, that was that. Okay, that was an. I, I was actually clapping. Like, wow, it was an awesome, awesome presentation. Okay. okay about, can you hear me yeah. clearly now? Yes, we can. I, okay, I said that was an awesome um, presentation, Sister Praise. Thank you very much. I was thoroughly blessed. Or I am being thoroughly blessed by, by every part of it. I'll just... Um, yeah, thank you for everything that you shared. I, I would just like to just speak a bit about this um, living by faith. I think you have said... Hmm. You have said you have said practically everything, like, like everybody has. I've, I've, I've just been so blessed today. So I'll just say, I'll just say part of what you said was, oh, how I understood it is that um, living by faith is just learning to say yes to God. Mm. Just learning to say yes in spite of, in view of, in whatsoever situation, just learning to say yes even if, even if in your own estimation, you don't know whether the faith is small or is mustard or is great or is just say yes. And I believe many, many people that worked with God, they, they, they just learned to say yes. That was what Joseph did. That was what um, the woman with the issue of blood just, she just believed. It was 
Christ's estimation that was not saying, oh, this faith is great. Oh, this faith is... In summary, all I can just glean from this is the way we walk um, by faith or walk in faith is just learning to um, discern what God is saying to us and saying yes to that. And thanks for that, um, choosing progress over perfection. Because there are times when we want to say, oh, I want to wait till when I can believe God to, um, to never take drugs before I start believing that he can heal me. Uh, uh. Having an understanding that it was God that even gave the wisdom to make the drugs because scripture says every good and every perfect gift comes from above. So Christ is the logos and God is light and there is nothing good. The devil doesn't give anything good. So the fact that illumination can come into the minds of scientists to, um, to put chemicals, plants together and come up with something. That God is at work. So science doesn't contradict God. It's actually complementing and seeking to explain the things that God has done. So, so that at every level and at every point, God can meet us, whether we are at the level of drugs or we are at the level of we don't need drugs, or we are even at the level of laying hands uh-huh. and transferring it. So whether at that level, God is God is not leaving us at whatsoever level or state he met us. So he's, he's going to take us from whichever level we have found ourselves if we keep saying yes. In fact, I believe that Abraham, if we, if we saw the life of Abraham, we'll see that he wasn't, he wasn't a perfect man. Even in the, we call him the father of faith, yes, but even in his own journey of faith, of course, the Bible says he didn't stagger, but at some point he, he didn't say yes to some of the things God told him. He chose to say, oh, Sarah gave a suggestion and he, he took it. So what I'm trying to say is that faith is at every step, at every point, just learning to say, Yes. Oh, yes, Lord. I, I, I believe this. Well, even if even if we can't completely say yes, we should just trust that God can do what um he, he will do. I like I like what Sister Anu was saying that it's not even every time that it is what your faith, it is what the size of your faith can carry that God actually eventually answers. So it's quite interesting. So so thank you very much. Sorry for going on and on. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, can I just say something? Um, I want to share my personal story. And uh, I'm a man that God has really helped personally in terms of faith. And thank you, um, that is it Dami Lave, yeah. uh, for that word. You're, you're a man of God and... Uh, Ah. <laughs> you said it and and there's something about faith and faith and then sister praise god bless you for that word as well so profound as well faith is a very large topic and we try to um, bring it to a, a perspective as well because there are different sizes of it but what my personal experience i want to share is this when uh, when my wife was 
very due to give birth, you know, to my baby. And I had to stop working, literally stop working. There was no much work at home for me. So I, I used to go to jobs, nice jobs then. Then if I would come and stay in my, in my house, just in case she goes into the bar or something. Thank you, Fair. And I had to switch on faith then. <laughs> and then I switched on faith. I had a sacrifice. So one of the things that happened was that God gave me a job in the university to start in September, but it was a part-time job. And then I had to sacrifice my Sell, uh, what was it called? My wage for that for that uh, uh, job for the next two months. I put it down as a sacrifice to the church, and then I had total faith. I I don't think I can't remember money coming anywhere to me again. So I was just sleeping, like sleeping and waking up, sleeping and waking up. Now, have I practiced that before? No. Now, why did I do that? I was like, if things hook. I'll just tell Nato, man, let, let me just go and hustle small. Let, me, let, us, let us not go into pegging. I had faith. I felt I had a plan B. But the plan B was something I didn't even think of. I just had that total faith that God will come up and show up for himself. And the journey from when she gave birth to what it was before I, until I got a job with NHS Test and Trace in December, I do not know how you provided it. And I understand that this God is in a business of a way that he will give you, he will do something. My men's group literally gave me money that paid, that was equivalent to my uh, house rent then. How it happened, I didn't know. But all these things is because of what faith, I put total faith in God. So sometimes if you do not step out, that's what I'm trying to say. If you do not step out, it will be, you may not get the results. God will be watching you. Because someone like I use our dear Joshua as an example, or David, my son, to him, whatever he wants, or let me use Joshua because Joshua can express what he wants. Whatever Joshua wants, he says to his father, he has faith that it will be done. Yeah? And that is how our father is. Because to Joshua, his father owns everything on earth, or his father is able to give him anything he wants. He does not understand that sometimes his father have to, has to sacrifice uh, some things of his own just for him to have what he wants. And that is how our Lord Jesus Christ is to us. And what we talk about faith, if you believe in God for faith, for healing, he can give it to you, the faith for healing. If you're believing God for the faith, for provision, he can give you the faith for provision. Just like these little children think that we, their fathers, owns everything. If the Joshua believes God, believes his father for KFC, his father will give him KFC. If he decides to say, Daddy, I want McDonald's, his father will still give him McDonald's. That's what he wants. And that, sorry, my, this, my son is used to climbing up and up of everything. So if, if Joshua believes anything, he gives it into, that's the way God is to us. So if God, he says, if you look at the book of the uh, seven churches he wrote in the book of Revelation, he appeared to them as different people. This one, he said, I'm the one that opens the door and no one can close. I'm the one that stands in the seven stars and walks around it. That is God providing himself as different ways to you 
So uh, the level of faith you have with him is the what you're believing him for, for God for, is what he'll give to you. If you believe in God for the faith for healing, he's going to give it to you. If you're believing him for the faith for a, a, a job, he's going to give you that job. He's believing for this thing, he's going to, so it's based on what you believe in, but whether our father can give us anything we want, he can give it to us. He can give us the seven spirits of God. He can give us one that gave us his son. He can give us anything. It's time for you to say this is the type of faith or what faith I'm believing God for. And finally, before I stop and hand over to Pastor Allah, it's like a matter of a matter of faith, as I said, is a broad topic. But another thing as well is you, you talk about uh, there are some religious uh, diverse, uh, uh, denominations that say they don't take drugs, you know. And because of faith, faith is a personal something. You don't use the faith of your general overseer. I stand by the faith. If you go and maybe in terms of this vaccination issue, a lot of people are people will be like, "Well, I'm not taking vaccination because your GO says it's not going to be vaccinated." No, you have to take it because you're convinced inside of you that God says, "Don't do it," or "Do it." And, you know, I think I'm going into a dangerous uh, line. So let me leave. Uh, let me leave the line open and stop here before I open up it. Something that I open up a tap that we had to close. But what I'm trying to say is that faith is personal, and whatever we want, we should ask God for that faith, and then He will give it to us. Praise God. Hallelujah, Doctor Henry. Are you raising up your hand? Or was that from before? Um, yeah, current, current, current. I just have a few, few things to keep in. I mean, I don't know if I should start from breaking to stop because I don't think this is fit is personal. And uh, because Paul was saying that we also receive this sense bit of faith, we also speak. So is for me, I think there's a difference between faith and belief. Mm. I don't think they're the same thing. Like I think there's different between faith and belief. And I also think that, as I said before, I think faith is a spirit, and I think faith is an empowerment that helps that would enable you to do work or do something. So for me to say that I don't take drugs or something like that, it doesn't necessarily mean, because I think it's that faith that empowers you to even stand on that place of saying that I can't do this. Or if you say like, I want to pray for 40 days, not necessarily because you won't feel hungry, but there's an empowerment for you to even push towards to do that thing. So I think one faith is an empowerment for us to do uh, things. And also think that, um, yeah, what I have to say things as spirit is, like exactly what I said before in Hebrews 11, so that some of these men that had faith that they were recommended for their faith, they never mm-hmm. see some of the things they prayed for. So imagine like you've prayed for something like for donkey years. Okay, I'll give an example like uh, Simeon at the altar. He was praying for the resurrection of Israel. And by God said, then like, you don't see death until, until you've seen the uh, Messiah or something like that. So, like, if he hadn't that, if he had not gotten the assurance, he might as well like died and still not might have not seen uh, uh, Jesus. And first Peter has talked about like things that the angels longed for. But in this, our present time, we have those things. So sometimes faith is sort of like, even if you don't receive it, but there's this empowerment because it's not coming from your own knowledge. Well, I mean, for me, I think one thing we believe is like, I, I can believe in science, but do I have faith in science? It's on that thing. I can believe in the government, but do I have faith in the government? Because government might give you one policy, and which, which makes sense. You might believe in it. Tomorrow, if they give you another policy that doesn't make sense, I don't think your 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 confidence will still stay with them. But when God says one thing and tomorrow he says something else that to you doesn't make sense, you know that because he's God, you have faith in him. You know that there's something hidden that you may not, you might understand at that, at that particular time, which maybe tomorrow it might make sense to you. But if you like, say like faith with human beings, if they say things that doesn't make sense, like it doesn't even, you don't care like if if next five years, that thing will make sense eventually. But I think like for me, I have faith 
to my state, to my, or my parents, like if, most like if my mother says something, I know that it might not make sense today, but tomorrow it might make sense. But that's how. But like most other people, if I don't have faith in you, I just believe in what you say. But it's different for me. I think that's a bit different. Yeah, let me just stop here. Any other? I think. Thoughts? Sorry, I think. Uh, thirty seconds. Yeah, thirty seconds. <laughs> I think we have a gift, a gift of faith, and also a spirit of faith. I may be wrong, but I, I was thinking we have to. Uh, the two types of faith, the one that you gain from uh, the in, uh, gift of the Holy Spirit, like gift of prophecy, gift of faith. And then we also have a spirit of faith as well. Well, I'll stop it here. I've not done any research more on this. I can't remember exactly. So, but Pastor, if you if you can help us and talk on that. Because I think Harry is right as well when he talks about spirit. But I think there's a spirit of faith and also a gift of faith, faith, uh, faith as well. Praise the Lord. Okay. Pastor, quickly, I just want to um add to the 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 gift of faith, First Corinthians 12, 4 to 11. Thank you, Sister Pray. She asked if it's the same thing. So um I might be wrong, but I'm not sure. But I think it's the same because it says in that verse that now there are diversity of gifts, and one of it is the spirit of faith. But when you look at why um, brother Paul was saying this was because there was division in Corinth and he was trying to let them know that see there are different gifts and one cannot work without another everything has to work together that's why he was giving them and it's actually same I believe it's same it's the same kind of faith but go, um, at a particular time let's say in the church there's there's something going on a particular situation at that point you can be given the gift of prophecy and might not know how to act um how to act on it or something and another person can be given the the gift of faith to say this is what we are going to do and that's how we are going to do it and you know put in the action immediately and have faith to put in the action so I think it's the same thing, but we are just given at that particular time to help each other to edify one another. Praise God. I was just trying to rush. Sorry. Hallelujah. Thank you, Sister Anu. Excellent. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much. It's been a very impactful and insightful evening. Sorry, I, I logged up for a few minutes because of internet connection issues and all. Um, there's no beating around the bush or recapitulating as such. I'll just basically mention the, the two or three things that I think emanated majorly from everything that we've said and kind of strings them together. Is the fact that faith is built on a track record. Um, and when we are talking of a track record, we are not talking of one occurrence or two or three but something that you have known about someone over a time in terms of your relationship with that person. In this case, we're talking about God, of course, and we know a lot, not a lot, but a lot or enough <laughs> about God from his word, from our experience personally, from what we've heard other people share about him. And when we factor all of that into into a mosaic, we are seeing a beautiful picture of who God is, even though we know that is still just a fraction compared to 
who he fully and truly really is. And so in light of that, faith therefore is, to borrow Damilari's phrase, saying, learning to say yes to God in full view of his character in spite of our, our circumstances and, and in spite of the consequences, really. Because when we are talking of God's track record, we should not, of course, again, mistake that to mean that God will always do what we term good. Um, one of the major differences we must realize or uh, inconsistencies between us and God in that sense, or we on this side and God on the other side, is that our understandings of good is different. What we think as good and what God calls good, they are two different things. And so for us, if anything plays along the way we want it to play along and it dances into our tune and it works for us, it acts in our favor, all of that is good. But there are very many things in the Bible that we will not naturally call good, which of course from God's, I was gonna say perspective, but God doesn't have a perspective because he sees everything. But anyways, for the want of language, from God's perspective or point of view, that's good. And, and we see that again and again through scriptures. The classic scripture on faith, Hebrews 11, we tend to focus on all those examples of Abraham and all these people that we know. But I also like to remind people that this, the passage did not end without mentioning the fact that there were some others from verse 36. And if I could just read a couple of verses from that verse 36 of Hebrews 11, it says there were others that had to suffer the trial of mocking and scourging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned to death. They were lured with tempting offers to renounce their faith. They were sown asunder. They were slaughtered by the sword while they were alive. They had to go about wrapped in skins of sheep and goats. They were utterly destitute. They were oppressed and they were cruelly treated. They were men of whom the world was not worthy and on and on and on, saying all these things that we will not like to associate with faith. And it goes on to say, these are also men of faith. And it wraps up the whole chapter by saying that all of them together, all the ones we like what they did by faith. And these other others that did all these other un seemingly unpleasant things by faith or experience these other seemingly unpleasant things by faith gives us a robust view of faith. But what we are discussing tonight really is not even this theoretical or grand theological understanding of faith or spirit of faith and gift of faith. But let's bring it down to your everyday life. How do you then go on to live by faith? How do you obey step by step? How do you learn to say yes in view of what you know of God to be true? And so that means, like I know I was saying, when there are circumstances or times that it looks like things don't play out the way you want, it doesn't diminish your view of the father. In any case, you know you have access to him to go back to ask, why did that not happen the way I thought we had an agreement it was going to go? And he's God, he will graciously explain why. And even if he doesn't, then you know that part of his track record is enough to fill in the gaps that you don't know. And we will always live in the tension of not knowing enough about him or knowing enough about his ways, but still believing anyways that his thoughts towards us, his plans towards us, his instructions for us, they are of good and not of evil, even when they don't make sense. And so, yeah, I think that's a, a very wonderful evening, very enriching for me. I learned so very many things. Thanks for all those analogies of KFC and stuff. Now I want to eat chicken. Um, 
but yeah, it's 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 a beautiful thing to know the kind of God that we have and the track record that He has, um, by which and upon which we stand and by which we do the things that we do or the claims that we make about Him. So, in the spirit of that same faith, just a comment on spirit of faith and gift of faith. I think there is one spirit, the Holy Spirit. Very many times when we talk about the spirit of this, the spirit of that, the spirit of holiness, the spirit of faith, deep down you are still referring to the Holy Spirit really and the workings of his grace. But then the gift of faith as opposed to, for instance, the kind of faith we've been talking about goes on to show that there are actually some people that God empowers with a divine ability to believe for the seemingly impossible in a, in a way that is just like every other gift, in a way that is more effortless for them than for you and I, in a sense. So it's not just coming strictly on the grounds of, I know God and I know he's able to do this. There is a divine empowerment that backs up that knowing for them to believe that what every other person is saying is impossible, they believe is possible. Smith Wigglesworth in his days was known as an apostle of faith. Raising up the dead and all of that were almost commonplace for him, but it's not commonplace for every believer. And that doesn't mean that that kind of thing is supposed to be happening for every Christian or through every Christian. It's because there is a gifting upon his life that makes that reality um, possible almost effortlessly for him. And when I say effortlessly, I use the word with caution actually, because it's not effortless. You also hear the kind of sacrifices they put, they pay in, this, in the place of prayers and things like that that brings about all of those happenings. But all of that is tied to the fact that there is a gift of faith upon their lives. But we don't have to wait until we, for instance, have the gift of faith, because actually we all do have, again, the gift of faith. <laughs> Even if that is small g or whatever that looks like, all we need is faith like a mustard seed, isn't it? Um, yeah, I should wrap up. There was one more thing I wanted to say, about traffic. Maybe I'll say it in prayers. Um, so I was going to say in the spirit of that faith, can we all just say a word of prayer to, to, to God? Let's just talk to God. Maybe some